Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. Thoughts are, thoughts are just incredible. The revelation of what it means to take control of your thoughts and that you can control your thought life is truly revolutionary. It really is. But uh, like we always say, that doesn't mean that the stuff doesn't come at you, to say the least. It comes at you all the time, you know, in diverse, many diverse ways. But anyhow, but first, I want us to pray. I really do. You know, Matthew 22, 13 just kept coming to me all week. The simple truth, Jesus said, my house should be called a house of prayer. I just want us to, uh, I want us to spend some time in prayer is what I'm trying to say. I simply want us to pray. Jesus, our Savior, said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. So it should be preeminent in our meetings, you know. It just really should. It's just that simple. The pastor or whoever's leading always prays. I know that David or whoever's the worship leader always prays, and that's fine. But we need to get used to the practice of prayer. The Bible's, you know, how it says, be, ever see, be never ceasing in prayer. I mean, pray at all times, with all manner of prayer, with all manner of supplication, or lifting holy hands unto the Lord, all this. So I'm going to just start, and then uh, some of you, I'm going to just, as soon as I stop, I don't want you to pray for an hour and a half, because I want other people to pray. But I'm just going to ask whosoever of you know some of you to start to pray and I'm going to call on a few of you anyhow because I just want you to exercise your spirit so join me in prayer right now if you would okay as we begin father well we come to you I love the scripture that says we come to you on the right of our necessity and on the authority of your word on the authority of your word I know what David said this morning, Father, but we thank you. Jesus, you said where two or three are gathered together in your name that you are there. So I know on the authority of your word that you're right here in our midst right now. Now, you really are. I pray that people will open their hearts to comprehend that. You're here. You're here. That indeed means healing is here. That does mean wisdom is here. Solutions are here. Deliverance is here. Freedom is here because you're here because you can't lie. Hallelujah. So you're here in our midst. We don't have to feel you. We come and believe on the authority of your word. So, Father, I just want to thank you again. We acknowledge you, almighty God. We acknowledge you as almighty God. You are the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. You are El Elyon. You are El Shaddai. You are Jehovah Rapha and all the other Jehovah, Jehovah names. When we say of you, like the psalmist did, you are our rock our refuge, our fortress, our stronghold in times of trouble. You're our ever-present help in the times of trouble. You're the glory and you're the lifter of our head. And you so loved us. I mean, you so loved us that you sent your only begotten Son so that whosoever would believe in him, Jesus, might not perish, but have eternal life. You said in Psalm 107, you sent your word and healed us and delivered us from our destructions. That's the word. That's your truth. Heaven and earth will pass away before one jot or tittle of your word will. And we thank you, Jesus, that Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And then he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we know it's your will to heal to save, to bless, to deliver, because Jesus showed us you 
Jesus showed us you. He healed all the sick that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah himself, took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So I thank you, Father, if there be any sickness or illness in this room, Jesus, you bore that. Even as you bore my wife, you bore that thing so that she does not have to, so these people do not have to. So we come again on the authority of your word. We thank you, it is written, who his own self bore our sin to redeem us from sin, to grant us forgiveness, to redeem us and to redeem us from the penalty of sin. That's why it goes on to say, therefore, by your stripes, we are healed. We are healed by your stripes. And we thank you, Father, because of faith. You said by faith, because of faith in you, Jesus. I believe in you. I believe you're the son of God. And you said, because we believe. You said, this is the word. Just believe. That because we believe that we too have been grafted into Israel, we are now heirs of the Abrahamic covenant. The Abrahamic covenant is still done, still working today. And all the blessings of Abraham are ours. We're grafted in. And it says in the book again, your word says, we are now members of your household. We're even sons and daughters. Gosh. And Spirit of the living God, we do thank you that today you're here in our midst and we welcome you afresh as our comforter, our counselor, our strengthener, our advocate, our intercessor, our helper, our standby. We welcome you to counsel us, to correct us, speak to us, guide us into truth, teach us to know your promptings better, truly teach us to recognize your promptings. Well, Father, I just give you praise this day, and I thank you that you are listening because, again, as we already said, you're here, Jesus. You're here. You, I mean, you're here. This is not just a statement. It is the truth. You're here because you can't violate your own truth. So we give you praise, Father. We thank you. You said if we ask anything according to your will, we know that you hear us. And if we know that you hear us, we know that we have the petitions we desire. Yes. So that's why I pray for healing for my friends, my neighbors, my church, my wife, myself, because we know it's your will. It's simply our covenant right. Yes. So we give you praise for it in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now I know I haven't received the offering yet, and I haven't received communion yet, but I'm just going to wait on that. Someone else pray. Whosoever wants to pray. And then, like I said, then I want to search you. I just want this to be a house of prayer this morning for a, while, for a bit, okay? Don't be embarrassed. Remember, we're not in competition with one another. You hear me? It's just your words. You talking to God. It's, you're not praying to me or to anybody else in this church. You're talking just to God. Speak up, though, please, if you can. In the name of Jesus, Father, thank you. You are the only true God. Yes, yes you, you are. You are the God who created the heavens and the earth. Yes. You are the God who called light out of darkness. Yes. And that light is in us today, Father. That light is in this place, Lord. Yes, it is. And we thank you that you have filled us, Father, and you're still filling us more and more with your light, with your creative light. 
And whenever we go from here, Lord, we take you because you are on the inside of us. And where we are, you are and darkness has to flee in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. We acknowledge you as our Father, our Daddy, our Shepherd. Yeah. And you are our shepherd, our supernatural provider, Father. We depend on you for everything in life. For the air we breathe, Father. We depend on you, Father, for our daily bread, Father. For everything we have, we depend on you. Father, we acknowledge you. You are our supernatural provider. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for providing for every family in this congregation, oh, Father. Thank you for uh, uh, providing, Father healthy marriages, strong marriages, Father, in these congregations. Thank you, Father, for the children, Lord. Thank you for strong families, Lord. We call upon your name. Father, when we need, we call upon your name. We do not go to the government. We do not go to charities. We call upon you, Lord, because you never leave us nor forsake us. And you are faithful, Father. You are faithful to give us everything that we need and that we want. So we give you glory, Father. We go. We give you glory, Father. We know that we'll never lack any good thing because you are our provider in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for the businesses that you're bringing into this congregation in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the finances, Father. Thank you that you are bringing the wealth of the wicked into the hands of the righteous in this place in the name of Jesus. Father, we already see it, what you are doing, Father. And you will, you are opening, you know, you will not, you are opening our eyes, Lord, to see exactly where to look, to see exactly what you want us to see. And we give you glory, Father. We give you glory, Father, because all we have, it comes from you. And Amen. we are yours, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Someone else? Father, anoint this house of prayer. Let your power and anointing be upon it. Jesus, we thank you for what you're going to do in this house of prayer. And anoint our path, our pathway to the new home that you've got for us. Let that be more so a house of prayer where we can see your glory. You've given us some wonderful exciting venues over the years and we ended up in the, the uh, assembly hall here in this building. You gave it to us, Lord, and we're excited about it. And yet that wasn't a permanent resting place. So, Lord, we're excited to see what you're going to do in the life of this church. Let, let it come forth with boldness and clarity. Lead the elders and pastors to show, you, show them what your plans are, Lord. And if needs be, we, if we need to move to another place, let it be, Lord. We want your will to be done in our lives because we know that we're a strategic fellowship, we're a strategic ecclesia, and uh, you're going to do mighty things through, through this fellowship, through this church. In numbers of unsaved in, Lord, you're going to transform lives. We're going to give you the glory as a result of that, Lord. Thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Go ahead, whosoever. Our soul sought the Lord, and he heard us. He yeah. delivered us out of all of our fears, all of our trials. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Our lips will continually sing your praise. Thank you, Lord. Many are the trials of the righteous, but 
the Lord delivers us out of them all. And the angel of the Lord encamps around us to deliver us. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that, Father, you said that your loving kindness will never break off from us, Amen. that you're always faithful, Lord, your covenant you will never break or profane, nor alter the things that has gone before your lips. And, Lord, I just want to just say thank you, thank you, thank you for being a God that never changes, being a God that is truthful, being a God that is so faithful and loving and kind. Hallelujah and always remembers his words and always sees to it that his words come to pass. I just want to thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you're shining your light on each one of us. And I thank you for your patience, Lord, that you patiently wait until we collide with revelation and we collide with who you are. We collide with who you say we are in you. We collide with the table that you've prepared for us in the presence of our enemies. Father, thank you for your patience. You joyfully and gladly wait for your children because you're a good, good father. You are a good, good father. And today we thank you for singing over us. Thank you for being so joyful towards us. Thank you, Father, for reminding us that we are your children and that we can depend on you no matter what we're facing, no matter what we're going through. We thank you, Father, that you're showing us and teaching us how to see things from your kingdom perspective, from heaven, Father. And Lord, we just give you praise. We thank you for all that you're doing in our lives. And we thank you that each one of us, Father, are being um, sharpening each other. We're being so, Father, brought together, built together. And because, Father, your love is in this place, we give you glory. We give you praise, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Believe and agree that goodness and mercy follows us. Father, I receive it in the name of Jesus. Us, that your goodness and your mercy are following us. In the name of Jesus, our lives are getting better. Because your hand is upon us. Because your spirit dwells within us. We hear the voice of the good shepherd we follow. We are led by your spirit every day. We go out blessed, we come in blessed. Blessed is the fruit of our body. Blessed are we in the town. Blessed are we in the city. Blessed are we in the home. In the mighty name of Jesus, our blessings show forth the goodness of God. The glory of the Lord begins to shine through us. In our words, in our body, in every part of our life. We lay our head before you this morning. This afternoon, Father, bless our souls afresh. Bless our spirit afresh. Bless our bodies afresh. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen.
just thank you, my King, um, for all that you're doing in this house, my Lord. I thank you, Father, that the words that you've spoken over this house, Lord, they will not return to you void. Lord Jesus, you will be faithful, my Father, to perfect everything that concerns this precious, precious house, Lord. And I thank you for the music that's being released, Lord Jesus. I thank you that it is a sound for this generation, my Lord. And I thank you, Father, that you will cause um, the sound of this house to be released into yeah. every continent Lord Jesus, yes, Lord that Jesus it, it will impact every generation Lord it will go to the highways and the byways Lord it will impact people that yeah. don't even know you my Jesus Lord I thank you that the gospel will be heard through these words through this sound through these melodies my Lord and I thank you Father even for the same over the word that gets released from this house Lord Jesus I thank you that CCF carries the sound of this moment in history my Jesus I thank you Father that you will bless CCF Lord God and I know that Pastor Depot began to pray from Deuteronomy 28 but I just want to declare this entire half of the, the passage over CCF and I thank you that as CCF will diligently um, listen to your voice Lord that this house will be watchful to do all your commands which you yeah. command this day that you will set them high above all the nations of the earth and I thank you that these blessings shall come upon CCF Lord they will overtake this house as they heed your voice Lord Jesus I declare over CCF that you are blessed in the city and blessed in the field blessed shall be the fruit of your body and the fruit of your ground and the fruit of your beast the increase of your cattle and the young of your flock blessed shall be your basket and your needing trust blessed shall be you when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out yeah. the Lord shall cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before your face they shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways the Lord shall command the blessing upon you in your storehouse and in all that you undertake and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you that that building that venue the lord will bless this house with that venue the lord will establish you ccf as a people holy unto himself as he has sworn to you if you keep the commandments of the lord your god and walk in his ways and then all the people of the earth shall see that you are called by the name and in the presence of the lord and they shall be afraid of you and the lord shall make you have a surplus of prosperity through the fruit of your body of your livestock and of your ground and in the land which the lord swore to your fathers to give you the lord shall open to you his good treasury the heavens to give you the rain of your land in its seasons and to bless all the work of your hands and you shall lend to many nations but you shall not borrow and the Lord shall make you the head CCF and not the tail and you shall be above only and you shall not be beneath if you heed the commandments of the Lord your God which he commands you this day and are watchful to do them Lord we bless CCF we bless this house in Jesus name I pray amen Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. I just want to thank you, Father, Lord God, that even though we have plans, Father, Lord God, your plans are greater. I thank you, Lord, that this house is a house of abundance, Lord. I pray that this is a day that you've orchestrated and we can be joyful in this day, Father, Lord God. We've woken up with different thoughts and different plans, but Father, Lord God, you're a God of abundance. So, Father, Lord God, where there's worries, where there's anxieties, where there's fear, Father, Lord God, within this household, there will be peace, Lord. I thank you that we can 
know that we can come to you and be anxious for nothing but through prayer and through supplication we can rest on you and father lord god you will give us peace that surpasses all understanding in the mighty name of jesus i thank you that this house is built on such a strong foundation that we can come in and be changed father lord god so i pray for the abundance that is happening within this household father lord god it will change the nations in the mighty mighty name of jesus i thank you that the holy spirit dwells within this place as an active interpreter father lord god an interpreter in our lives father that we can know your plan for us in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Lord, I just thank you for our children. Lord, in this house, thank you for the kids that are not here and the parents that should be. Lord, I just pray, Father, Lord, for our, uh, our children, wherever they are, Lord, that they're not influenced by this world. When they hear things at school that don't work, um, doesn't agree with the word of God, that Father, even though they're young, that Lord, that their spirit will cause them to say, this isn't right, they won't receive it. Lord, I just pray for that. I just pray that every boy and girl in this place would know you, that they would have their own faith and trust in you, not based on their parents. Lord, I just pray also, Lord, that you would show them at an early age uh, Lord, the call of God on their life. Lord, that they'll be able to know, not be deviated from it. I thank you for the growth, Lord, of the children's ministry and the youth. I know there's not youth here now, but I thank you that for them coming. So, Lord, I do. I just thank you for families, Lord. This church is a church of families, Lord. So I just thank you, Father, Lord, for the broken hearted. I, I do. I pray again for the single parents. Lord, that you would bring them in. Father, there would be a home, a habitation for them. You, I pray, Lord, that you'll bring, uh, you know, the, the, the married couples here that where their marriage is in a mess. Lord, that you'd bring them in here and that you would use this place as a place of restoration, that bring wholeness into the families. I even pray, Lord, that you'll bring couples into this place that are not even married right now, Lord, but they got kids. And that, Father, they'd hear the word of God and they'd be saved, Father, and that they would just do what's right in the sight of you. So I thank you for that, Lord. Father, and I just thank you for your goodness, uh, yeah, Lord, over you, Lord. that. And Father, I do pray for the youth. Like I said, there's no youth right now. But Father, I just thank you again that you'd bring yeah. the youth back. You, we had a youth ministry here as well. And Lord, yes, we're not going to allow COVID to, to cause parents to be doing their own thing because of COVID. So I do pray for the parents of the youth that should be here, Father. Lord, who may who are not in a church, they may those that are not in a church, that Father, that you'd cause them to come back, Lord, that you'll awaken them and bring them back, Father, into this household. That's why I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Would you hand it, Nadine? Would you pray? Hand it to Nadine over there. Can you get on? Would you mind praying? Nadine's in the back. Thank you, Thank you, Father God. Thank you. Lord, you, you've heard the prayers about family already, but I really pray for family. I pray for unity within the families. Yeah. Where there's brokenness, where there's heartache, where there's been confusion, where there's been dislike for one another. Lord, I pray for unity within the family. I pray that 
where there is children who has gone missing within the family and they may be seen as the prodigal son or the prodigal daughter. Lord, I pray them back into the family, Lord God. I also pray them back into this household, Lord. Those who have gone astray, they know you, but we pray them back into this house right here, right now, in, in, in your holy name, Lord God. But the family, Lord God, we and those children who are yearning for some guidance within the family. Lord, I pray them in so they will know you as Father and God. Lord, I thank you in Jesus' name. Would you, Satish, you would give it to her? Yes, just for, I just say, just say a couple of words. That's all, just say, hi, Father. Don't be embarrassed. That's okay, you've got God all over you. Don't feel funny. You don't have to feel funny, just talk to him. Remember, we're not in competition. Don't you dare feel funny. Just a a few words. It doesn't have to be a novel. Father God, thank you for helping us through our difficulties, through our trials and tribulations. Thank you, Father. Thank you for being our strength and our rock and always going before us and with us. And thank you for all the support that we're getting from CCF. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Deji, you want to pray? Remember, not three hours. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. Father. To call those things that are not as though they are. We thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that is at work within the people, Lord. Yes, Lord. We thank you for the things that you are showing out there yonder, Lord. Yes, give us Lord. the strength to take them and to take them by force, Lord. Yeah. Father, I pray that you give us a courageous spirit that enables us to move yeah. from one place to the next place into a moment and a location of destiny. Lord, I declare that we will not fear, we will not tremble, Amen. but we will be so sober-minded, strong in the spirit, sensitive to what is your will and your purpose for our lives. Father, I call every man and every woman out of a place of mediocrity into a place of glory, to move from glory to glory, to glorify your name, Lord. Father, we rebuke the voice of sickness and infirmity that comes and troubles us. When the doctor says you may have this thing, when the nurse says you need this medicine, Lord, you have called our body to be the temple of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You've called us, Lord, that your word has already said that it was by your stripes that we were healed, saith the Lord. The stripes, the 39 stripes that our Lord took on his back. He knew that he did a complete work when he sat down at the right hand of the Father. Why is it that we question this with anxiety and worry? From this day, we declare that we are healed of the Lord. We are healed of the Lord. Every form of sickness, every form of infirmity, every disease, known or unknown, you are healed, saith the Lord. You will walk in strength all the days of your life. For the devil did come to kill, to steal and destroy. But the Lord said, I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. I declare that life more abundantly. For those of you who are meek and are trembling because of the circumstances, Thank you, Lord Walk God. Walk by faith. Hallelujah. Amen. And not by sight. 
Holy Spirit, open our spiritual eyes and our spiritual understanding so that we can comprehend the depth and the breadth of the Word of God. Increase our knowledge so that when the situation comes, we already have the Word on the tip of our tongue. Above all else, Lord, it is faith. But the Lord says simply this today. Only believe. Yeah. Only believe that you are healed. Only believe that you are released from that bondage. Only believe. Only believe, son. Only believe, daughter. Only believe. Believe. Simplicity, simplicity in the word of God. Only believe. Only believe. Only believe for that job. I prayed for one hour this morning. And at the end of it, the Holy Spirit said, Deji, only believe. So I say to you, only believe. Amen. Only believe. I've heard you, the Lord says. I've heard what you have said. I've heard what your intercession is. I've heard your petition. I've heard your supplication. I've even heard your thanksgiving. Now only believe. Only believe. Only believe in Jesus' Amen. name. Let it be done unto you according to your faith. Amen. 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 Femi, I'd like you to pray. Can you just walk it back there? Femi, is it the gatekeeper back there? <laughs> going to go this way. Thank you, Father. Jesus, you're here in the midst of us. That's what you said. Lord, we just continue to praise and glorify your name. Recognize you as Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, God of all good things. Yes, Lord. I glorify and magnify you, for you are God alone. Lord, we just, your word says, and it's clear, that where you are, there is fullness of joy. Yeah. We recognize your presence here right now, Heavenly Lord. And we recognize that we should be, we should be in joy. We should be in our joy should be full. So we declare it. We believe that our joy is full, Heavenly Lord. That everything, everything, every piece of anxiety, stress, worry, that is dissolved, it's under the foot, Heavenly Lord. The power of the blood of Lord Jesus Christ has completely taken it away. And we pray for your healing, both in the physical and in the mental, Heavenly Lord. Mental healing, Heavenly Lord. That thing that is required to help us to change our thoughts. Because it's in the mind, it's, it's our thought process, Heavenly Lord. Yeah. That you will speak to us in a way that we will understand that our thoughts shall change. You will change to believe, to recognize that it's done. The job is already finished. We recognize that what we're facing is temporal. Recognize that it's the, it's the lie of the devil. And it's, it's, not, it's not our final stop. Recognize that that thing that you're about to do, that you will complete, that the world will declare and understand that this is the work of the Lord. That is to say that everything that seems like a mighty mountain right now, we call them nothing. Mole hills, we step over them, Heavenly Lord. They are as nothing. Everything that seems as, as if it's impossible is now possible. Hallelujah. Everything that science defies, Lord God, scientifically doesn't make sense. It makes sense, Lord God, because your word is clear. It says yeah. you will make the silly things look wise and the wise things look stupid lord god yeah, that's right. so we just we thank you lord god we're here at at the, at the at the point of the change of our lives mighty god we're right at the edge lord god we will not give up we will stand firm and we will walk into the glory that you you have ordained us to, to be that new land that you've ordained for us heavenly father the land that is full of riches full of joy full of happiness lord god Everything that's taken away, you will restore it, Lord God. Reunite, reunite families, reunite marriages. Bring the kids back, Lord God. Bring the parents back, Lord God. Healing from your holy throne. Lord, we ask for this and much more in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.
John, would you pray just for a moment, please? Just hand it to John. Just let him pray a short prayer. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Let your will be done. Yeah. Let your kingdom come. You alone are God. And apart from you, there is no other. Power and might are in your hand so that none can withstand Thank you, Father. You set up kings Thank and remove them. Deliver us from evil. Yes, Father. Deliver us from evil. Deliver your church in Russia from evil. We pray for the church in Russia. We pray for your sons and your daughters, our brothers and sisters. Deliver them from evil. Yes, Lord. We pray for our sisters in Afghanistan. Thank you, Father. Deliver them from evil. Make a way for them where there seems to be no way. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thwart the plans of the enemy in their lives. Bring them to safety and provision for their education, for a future and a hope. For you know the plans that you have for them, to prosper them and not to harm them, to give them a future and a hope. Yeah. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. I pray that you raise up leaders politically, globally, Father God, and use them to come to the aid of those women, Father God. And that we will see a shift in the natural, Father God, that the world will not forget them and abandon them as you have not forgotten and will not abandon them. We pray for an outpouring of your spirit on that nation, Father God, especially among the women, Father God. Amen, Father that you will protect them and give your angels charge over them. That you will give them strength, Father God, to endure to your glory. We pray for the situation in Ukraine. Let your will be done. Put your hook in the nose. and send him back the way that he came. We pray for the church in Ukraine as well. We ask you to give them wisdom, 
to give them what they need, Father God, to bring about the change that's needed in their country as well. In Jesus' name, we thank you for your faithfulness. Yes. Yeah. Amen. 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 Okay, that's it. We're going to stop there. I'm sorry, go ahead, Deborah. You'll be the last one for the moment. Consuming fire. You're an all-consuming fire, Lord. Yes, you Let us be completely and totally consumed by you, Lord. Let us be captivated by your beauty. Help us to just want to see you and only you, Lord. That everything else in this world will, will pale. Everything else in this world will fade away. Lord, give us that hunger, that hunger only for you, that we might eat on your flesh and drink on your blood, Lord Jesus. Totally captivate our hearts. Lord, as David said, that are hosting camp against us, our hearts shall not fear. In this we will, we will be confident, one thing, that we ask of the Lord, that we will seek him, inquire him, and behold his beauty. Let us be beholding people, Lord, with only eyes for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I'm gonna just, we're going to stop that for the moment. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. But I want to say something about, like, even right now, what's in your spirit. It's interesting. You know, I've shared before about revivals and things where God's spirit really did come in mighty, 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 mighty ways about how people would spend so many hours, sometimes just quiet, sometimes just prayer, just like what we're doing here. But isn't it amazing how sad it is that so many of us, even here, we maybe prayed for 30 minutes, actually, and yet there's a form of anxiety and anxiousness in many people in the room right now. Just because, let's get kind of, okay, this is cool, but I want to move on. And that's not a condemnation. It's just, it's something we've never, our spirits have not been trained enough yet. You know, to just relax. You know, you heard me a long while back talk about, you know, the thing about be still. God said, be still. You know, it wasn't in the earthquake. It wasn't in the storm. You know, like I said, knowing God, be still and know. Knowing comes from the art of being still. You have to learn how to be at peace and not be so easily made anxious. I mean, we just, the nature of what's happened in the earth is now that we have to be doing something. We just don't feel right if we're not doing, 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 doing. And you know, I don't know who said it first a long time ago, God did not call us to be what? A human doing, but a human being or to be. We're going to receive the offering now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you as we've already prayed. You are indeed Jehovah Sidkenu, Jehovah Rapha. You are Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God that sees what we do with our offerings. Father, it's simply your truth. I don't know why people try to escape it. It's your way of bringing freedom and liberty to us in our finances. I mean, it is. That's the way you've ordained. Because you love us so much, and you said all you wanted was a tenth. And then afterwards, as we grow, it just starts to get really fun when we can give more. 
But the truth of the matter is we just won't be able to ever give more until we just sow the first seed. But I say thank you for the generosity of our people. I thank you, Father, for the great grace upon this church financially. I thank you, Father, there are still many needs to be met in the future in particular that we can sow into now. So I simply thank you for this offering. In the holy name of Jesus Christ, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. You will meet. I decree it. I declare it. Your word, again, we come on the right of our necessity and on the authority of your word. It says you will meet our every need according to your riches in glory, not according to your riches in our bank. So we thank you, Father. We continue to speak liberty to everybody's finances in this fellowship. I pray it every day. I pray it now. In the name of Jesus, I continue to pray that you grant those courage who just still haven't broken through. They're not to be condemned, but I just pray that you'd help them again, just have the moral courage to take that step of faith. So we receive it, and we thank you, Father, for your great goodness in this arena. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if you have an offering today, there's a basket here and a basket there, and then we're going to receive communion real quickly, okay? And uh, like I said, there's only a few people that do it like this because so many do it online now, but that's all right. So we just wait a moment. Thanks, Tommy. Thank you, guys. And are the communion elements ready? Are we ready to do that? Now, the first song you sang, like I said, is that one of yours, too, that you guys wrote? What was the name of it, the very first song? Holy. Huh? Holy by David Powell. Holy by David Powell. The David Powell? <laughs> now that's a great song, man. It's a great, 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 great song. Wow. Did Denise give it to you while you slept? No, I actually wrote it in the service station. All right. On the way back from. You got gassed up. Yeah. <laughs> actually, so the story goes, I actually heard it and I had to pull over. Cool. Um, I had to actually you. stop at the service station to write it. Sorry, thanks. Thanks, Jim. That's cool. It's a beautiful song, man. Man, I'm telling you, it's good. I love the lyrics. They fit perfectly together. If only your guitar player would just do more. You know, if he just hit those licks a little bit stronger. You got to get him delivered from his timidity, you know what I mean? And your flute player, she's pretty cool, but, you know, she's she spends all her time beating on her husband, so she doesn't practice as much. Hallelujah. Can you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Pastor Ron, can you just say something? Sure. Just a small testimony. So um, on Friday, I went to see a friend, long-term friend, and she was uh, afflicted with um, pancreatic cancer. So this was like uh, a year and a half ago. Um, I lost touch with her about 15 years ago. I'm not going to go into the story. But, um, so she's uh, free of it now. But what I want to say is her attitude towards mm-hmm. how, you know, the diagnosis and everything. So the first time she went to see the consultant, she basically told the consultant, I'm not going to die. And you're going to help me not mm. to die. But the consultant was kind of like, uh, you know, sort yeah. of giving her the truth of what sure. it is. So, and she felt in her um, spirit that he was not the right person 
to be working with her. So she complained about him because he was kind of quite dismissive and you know, kind of, you're kind of yeah. die anyway. Yeah. So they brought another consultant to work with her who was like, yes, I agree with you, you are not going to die. <laughs> but her attitude from day one was like, she went, uh, when she started the treatment, she went and bought wigs, she bought high heels, she bought new clothes. So each time she went to the hospital for the appointments, yeah. the people, the first time the consultant didn't recognize her, because she had her wig on, high heels, lipstick, makeup, yeah. everything. Yeah. Makeup. And yeah. She just fought against everything. Yeah. And she, she's got quite a few daughters, so the daughters, she was like saying, my daughters actually were irritating me because she, they were crying yeah. around me. Yeah. So the testimony is really like, each time she went to the uh, to, to see the, the staff or to do the treatment, she decided to go for chemo. And each time she went, the, the staff were always like looking forward to seeing her because she always brought yeah. Life into the place. Yeah. So she she's free of it. So and for me it's like um, it's the image as well that we portray when something like that happens. Yeah. It's the image that we give out. Yeah. It's the image that so when we receive news of as well. Yeah. You know, and I was thinking about Pastor Julie. So mm -hmm. if we are ears, uh, here thinking that she's in a wheelchair take that picture out of your minds. Yeah. Let's take that out of our minds. And I was so pleased to see her last time she was here, you know, with her beautiful suit. You know, if it wasn't for that chair, you'd not say that she, you know, she's recovering, she's recovered, she's healed, you know. So for me, even in this house, let's take that image out of our minds. If we have pictures of Pastor Julie, you know, when she used to, to, to preach, and let's put those things up. Let's yeah. put that image Thank in our hearts. When we pray for her, you know, let's pray with that image. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. Someone sent me a while back, uh, you know, this is many, maybe over a half a year ago. I don't know, somebody here, I think, in the church. But anyhow, they sent me, you know, uh, the YouTube of Julie at one of the prayer summits that we did all those many, many years ago. And so I played it a few times because it's really, it's really powerful for me to look and see my Julie, you know, speaking freely, standing, singing, laughing, just doing what she does. Because, you know, it's... Uh, but anyhow, I'm just saying, yeah, it's, I forget who, I, you made me think of the Betty Baxter story, one of the most incredible healings ever. You'd have to look it up. Incredible how her body was messed up totally. I mean, everything in her body and her outer body, everything was tore up. You know, how God healed her in a moment is just so incredible. But what you said about this lady putting on new clothes, something like that, that reminds me as well of somebody who, Said they said they were going to die, but this woman said, "Nope, nope, I'm not going to die. She's in a bed." I think this normal Hayes used to tell the story. And long story short, she said, "I want you to go out and buy me some new dresses. I want a new dress." He said, "What are you going to do with a new dress? You'll never walk again." She said, "I want a new dress. I'm going to dance." And you know, da 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 da. She she had that attitude, just like you're referring to. In other words, she prepared for victory. God help us. Father, this covenant of blood is ours today. It's ours today. It'll be ours forever. We thank you for the body of Christ that was broken for us, for us, for us. It was broken for us. You were pierced. You were beaten 
you were tormented, you were tortured, all to pay the price for sin. That we might be free people declared righteous in you. We are right with you because of this body and this blood. Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I thank you. Let's partake of it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Mm, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the blood. He said, drink this cup. This is the new covenant ratified with my blood. Your blood is what says we have everything you paid for. Yes. <clears throat> it's your blood that's redeemed us. Yes. Jesus. I pray that we never ever lose the, I don't know, the sense of what you went through. And we don't just look at it at Easter. What you did, I mean, what you did, what you gave yourself to do for us. Thank you, Jesus. We are redeemed by your blood from sickness, disease, poverty, from ever being separated from God. We now have eternal life. Now we have eternal life. Now. Now we're sealed with your spirit. We're sealed. I mean, we're yours. Nobody can snatch us out of your hand, you said. Nobody. Nothing. We're sealed because we believe in the blood and the body of Christ. So we receive this in Jesus' name, your life in ours. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Well, Father, help me now to share as quickly as I can these few things that you've said on my heart. Incredibly familiar things. I hope nobody falls asleep immediately because of the familiarity of this. But you wouldn't let me get away from it, so I'm just going to do it in Jesus' name. I was reading the other day in James, and you, you know, James 1.22 says, you know, where it talks about be a doer of the word, not a hearer only, by reasoning contrary to the truth. And that phrase just jumped out at me afresh. Reasoning. Don't reason contrary to the truth, right? The truth, of course, is God's word. Amen? We all know this. Like I said, I'm definitely not going to share anything new with you this morning. But like I said, I just, in fact, I started, really, I thought about even sharing this. I want to talk about sophistry, and I've shared it a bit here and there with you guys. And, uh, but whatever, you know, he wouldn't let me get away from it, so I'm going to do it. So somebody needs it, or maybe I just need it afresh, anyhow. But I'll go to 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, if you have your Bible. And in a minute, I'm going to ask John to, well, he's already got it up there. That's fine. Well, we can read it from the PowerPoint up there if you want to. That's just the King James. The PowerPoint says this. Paul says, but I fear, lest by any means, any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Okay? 
I fear, lest by any means, that your minds might be corrupted from the simplicity that's in Christ through the subtlety of the devil. And we all know, you've heard me teach it, and some of you teach it too, you know, what are the very first recorded words of Satan? Genesis. What does he say? Hath God said? And again, the law first mentioned. The very first thing that sets the pattern for anything and everything of Satan's strategy is he challenges your knowledge of what God has said, right? Do you hear that? Yes. He challenges, do you know what God has said about this topic? I didn't say what somebody else said about it. I said what God has said about it. Have you seen it in the book yourself? You know, it's like with my wife, like I said, this thing about healing you. I can quote really many, many, many healing scriptures. But there's something to me more significant when I open the book and read them still, even though I can quote them. Do you know what I mean? There's something about me looking at this book that, I don't know, it, it's more powerful to me. Hath God said, and of course we know that Eve said of what God said, but then she added something to it. And basically that's where, you know, we know that, as it were, Satan got a foothold and began the deception that caused the fall of all mankind that caused sin to come into the earth. I mean, it's quite an issue knowing what God has said. Do you understand that? All sin came because somebody messed up what God had said. So it's kind of important to know what God has said. It's above all public opinion. It's above anything and everything else. So all these many, many years ago, I think when I was still directing the Bible school, I went to this word study of the major words and that. The first one's up there. It's a serpent. It says, let me read the verse again. But I fear lest by any means as a serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety. Beguiled. Serpent beguiled. Subtlety. Should be corrupted. Simplicity. Serpent. You see the Greek there, Ophis. It says it's through the idea of sharpness of vision, a snake, figuratively is a type of sly cunning or an artful, malicious person, especially Satan. So basically, we're, we know what he refers to. So this, again, isn't going to be deep revelation for you, but I just wanted to go through it anyhow. The next word is beguiled, apoteo. Beguiled, again, basically, and if you look at it in, con in concordances, or excuse me, in other... Um, Lexicons, and you know, it speaks of a hypnotism. But beguiled means to deceive, very basically. It's rendered beguiled in the revised version of 1 Timothy, expateo, a strengthened form of number one, is rendered beguiled. In 2 Corinthians 11, 3, the more adequate rendering would be as the serpent thoroughly beguiled Eve. Just didn't do her a bit. I mean, he thoroughly beguiled her. Next is subtlety, and this is the one that I'll speak to just for a moment. Pan or go, pan org ea adroitness in a bad sense trickery or sophistry now again as i heard me say all those years ago when i first read this i thought to myself what i don't know i didn't know what sophistry was i had no comprehension of what sophistry was so anyhow sophistry that's what we're going to speak to but the next one is should be corrupted that's a one word those three words are one greek word platyreo it says it's probably a strengthened form of plutho to pine or to waste, properly to shrivel or wither. He's talking about what? Our minds, our mind, your mind, your mind can kind of shrivel away from the truth. 
to wither, to spoil by any process, or generally to ruin, especially figuratively, by moral influences, to deprave, to destroy by means of corrupting, and so bringing into a worse state. With this significance, it is used of the effect of evil company upon the manners of believers, and so the effect of association with those who deny the truth and hold false doctrine. I know this isn't doing much for you right now because it's just a word study looking at it. But again, this is what you do. You begin to look at these things and whatever else you're going to study, and you begin to see them, and you'll get tidbits. I guarantee you, if you put effort to the Word of God, the Word of God will put effort to you. God's Spirit will work with you. And the final little thing is just the word simplicity, and this is, it means simple. <laughs> Very revelatory. Haplodes denotes, denotes a simplicity, a sincerity, an unaffectedness from haplus, which means single or simple, in contrast to diplus, which means double. And it's just so funny when you actually think about it, what the verse is saying. Paul said, I'm afraid for you. That just like Eve was beguiled, deceived, through the subtlety, the all-working, the all-working, the sophistry of Satan, that your mind should be corrupt away from the simplicity. Keep it simple. Really, that's the power, that's the max of what this says in other books and other commentaries. We complicate the truth because of our mind. We want to reason. You've heard me say this many times, and it's already 20 minutes to two, so I like, so I'm seriously going to stop in just a few minutes. But we, you've heard me say, but I really just want you to catch this. See, I have a quick mind. God gifted me with a very, very quick mind. And like you've heard me say, it's, it can be my greatest enemy. I am quick up here. I think quickly. I think rapidly. And I've had to learn how to slow down. And I have to catch myself, like I said. And, and I always feel a bit sad because I don't want you, you know what? I know that you guys, quote unquote, love me. And you'll know I'm not trying to get sympathy for anybody. But I mean, you know, my situation currently is what it is with Julie. And like I said, I, you know, when you're sitting there 18 hours a day and there's no forthcoming words, so a lot of times there's no response whatsoever for days. You know, I have the opportunity to think things that I don't want to think. Do you know what I mean? I'm just being honest. You know, thoughts come. Reasoning begins that's contrary to the truth. And Rod has to be quick to do what? Pull down and destroy. Bring every thought into captivity. Bring every thought. I have to bring every thought. But the thing is, what I've had to learn the most is because my weakness, as it were, is behaving very quick in my mind. I have to learn how to quiet this mind. I mean, and we all do. And this is maybe the only thing I'm trying to share this morning. You must learn how to quiet your mind. Because, you know, Joyce Meyer, everybody else, the mind is the battleground. We've all heard that. The, but here it really is. The mind is the battleground. This is why we're called to have our minds renewed, metamorphosized by the Word of God, so that we might prove what is the good, the acceptable, the perfect will of God. Your mind must be metamorphosized. Remember, you go in as a worm, you come out as a butterfly. 
The only way you're going to have wings in life and be able to fly is because you go through the process of renewal by looking into this word, discovering what truth is, making the decision to choose truth without reasoning contrary to the truth. Learn how to recognize a lie so quick, so quick. You've heard me say this many times that, you know, you can't, you know, Brother Hagen, you can't keep birds from flying over your head, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. That thing that you just reckon that's not my thought. And you have to learn it because, again, it doesn't. I you remember, again, when I was a young man, younger man in Christian, in my Christian experience, you know, I'd have bad thoughts come and I thought they were mine. And so I'd be condemned for weeks or months, whatever. You know, oh my God, I'm, I'm supposed to be a man of God. And I had this horrible thought, you know, I wanted to slap this guy in the next week. You know what I mean? Honestly, I mean, you know, whatever, because I had anger issues because in the penitentiary I had all this stuff happen, you know, that I had to deal with. But, um, No, you know, you just you you begin to mature. You just you just keep it simple. Like I said, the simplicity of what we're so called to do. Just recognize that's not God. That's not heaven. And so, no, I rebuke you. You know, and it's like I said, it began to really amaze me how simple it was to cast down imaginations. You just learn to say no, and it works. But it's so many people they have it such a struggle. I can't keep my mind from thinking about this stuff. I can't keep my mind from thinking about this stuff. Well, I guarantee you, in the beginning, it is tough. But there's something about having done all to stand, continue to stand. You just say no in the name of Jesus, like you've heard me say many times at all with myself. I look in the mirror and say, you're a holy man. Holy men don't get angry. You're a righteous man. Righteous men don't think those kind of thoughts. Quit always thinking about the word lust having to do something with sex. Yeah, there's that. But, you know, lust comes in gigantic different forms, doesn't it? I mean, you know, like lust for money, lust for power, lust for whatever. Your flesh lusts. Even Deji's flesh lusts. I know you don't think so because he's so, you know, superhuman. But no, he's so, so human. Believe me, I, I still get Tina's... Prayer request? No. no. <laughs> no, but I mean, you see, why don't we just wake up to the simplicity of what it says? To be led of the Spirit means to know what the Spirit has written for us. I, you know, those thoughts are mine. Mouth confession is made unto salvation. You get free because you speak the right stuff. That's not my thoughts. Those aren't my thoughts. So I cast you down in Jesus' name. And immediately, which is so simple, you just, well, what does God say? So I, I make myself think that I'm the righteousness of God. Or like we just heard, I'm the healed of the Lord. I am not going to be. It's past tense. By his stripes, ye were, were. So to be in full agreement with that, I have to be able to say the same thing. Remember confession, homo legale, to say the same thing as we say the same thing as God says. I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. Julie is healed by the stripes of Jesus. You're healed by the stripes of Jesus. You're blessed coming in and blessed going out like Bobby read because it is written. And again, Jesus in the wilderness, it is written. It is, you know, our pattern. Please don't let that ever slip from you. 
Now I'm just going to read these few little statements now. Sophists, sophists were. This is from I think it was from Matthew Henry's. I got it so many years ago. I, don't, I think so, I lost where I really got it from. Professional teachers such as Protagoras were not seeking the truth. Now this is what sophists are. And why I'll go to the punchline because in the scriptures it winds up saying in a few con few concordances and a few commentaries it says Satan the supreme sophist. So in other words, how does he work? In warfare, you study how the enemy works, don't you? You study the enemy's plans. You learn how to recognize the ships, the planes, whatever. You study. Professional teachers such as Protagoras were not seeking the truth, but only victory and in debate and were prepared to use dishonest means to achieve it. This produced the sense captious or fallacious reasoner or quibbler. In other words, that's what they begin to be known as. This is way back when about 700 years ago. A question still discussed is whether the sophists in general had any... Now, this is... I, I know this is wordy, but I want you to hear it because, again, we're talking about... We're talking about Satan. At least that's what I want you to reference this to. The question still discussed is whether, discussed is whether the sophists in general had any real regard for truth or whether they taught their pupils that truth was unimportant compared with success in argument. Now, I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. Sophistry is debate for the sake of debate, truth not being an issue. So this is when, do you know people that like to argue about anything? You ever met somebody that just wants to argue about anything and loves it? It's like they can't live without it? You know what I mean? Well... Satan, if you'll enter into it, he'll argue with you till the sun goes down. <laughs> or till the cows come home, as we say back in the old days. You know what I mean? But see, this is what you have to know. No, I'm not going to enter in. It's just like when the Jehovah's Witnesses come to our door like they did again the other day. I just said, listen, you know, I said, I don't want to appear rude, but I said, you know what? I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ himself as the Son of God. You don't. So I love you in the Lord. Bye. And I close the door. I said, don't think me rude. I do. I just say, don't think me rude. I know that you may, and I'm not trying to be rude, but I will not get into the discussion with what I know to be a lie. It's from hell. You're not, but it is. You're deceived. But by the grace of God, I'm not. Goodbye. <laughs> it's a, you know, you, you keep it simple. And you have to learn, like, from that. I'm not going to be, I, I don't want to feel bad. I don't feel bad about doing that because I'm on the side of truth. And I really, honestly, whether you believe it or not, I do say it in love. I don't get cruel or mean or, you know, you heathen, you're going to hell. You're going to, you know, you're, you're going to burn in the teeth of the dragon. No. Okay, let me read it. A question still discussed is whether the sophists in general had any real regard for truth or whether they taught their pupils that truth was unimportant compared with success. Plato's writings make frequent reference to what he calls eristic in the Greek eristikos, which means fond of wrangling and anti-logic. Anti-logic is found a lot when you study old, old books about how enemies of the gospel worked. Anti-logic. The two often have been incorrectly treated as identical. Heuristic for Plato consists in arguments aimed at victory rather than at truth. Satan is aiming for victory over you. And of course, his greatest enemy is truth. 
So it comes back again. Do you know what God has said? You can't live on my faith, Nate's faith, Deji's faith, Femi's faith, David's faith. You can't live on Bobby's faith, Abby's faith. You just can't. You got to get your own. You got to get your own. Anti-logic involves the assignment to any argument of a counter-argument that negates it with the implication that both argument and counter-argument are equally true. Now see, I'm just reading this fast, and most of you, this will go right over your head, but this is what you do when you, you study. Study means you look at things, and you look at things, and you look at things again. Study isn't like, again, you didn't, they didn't teach you multiplication tables one day and never talk to you about them again. And I'm saying that to say you have to go over these things, consider them, stop, look at the words, look at the sentences, meditate on them so that you can catch what they're saying. Because all of this, like I said to me, it's really important because you see again how our enemy really works. And it's just, it just drives it home for me. And it's just that I want you free. I really do. I want you to be well and free. I don't want you to be tormented. You know, when you see so many people that are tormented by stuff and you try to help them, but we all know some people are their own worst enemies. But anyhow, let me keep reading. Anti-logic involves the assignment to any argument of a counter-argument that negates it with the implication that both argument and counter-argument are equally true. In other words, see Satan will work and say, well, it's okay, I'll let you believe this, but you know, you also need to believe this. A little leaven. Leavens the whole lump, distorts the entire conception of faith and can mislead the entire church. That's Timothy. A little leaven can leaven the entire lump, can distort the entire conception of faith and mislead the entire church. A little leaven. Anti-logic in this sense was especially associated with this Protagoras. But Plato, no doubt correctly, attributes its use to other sophists as well. He regards the use of anti-logic as essentially eristic, remember eristic, fond of wrangling. Just, I love arguing. arguing. But Plato, no doubt correctly, attributes its use to other sophists as well. He regards the use of anti-logic as essentially eristic, whether it be used to silence an opponent by making his position seem self-contradictory, or whether it be used mechanically to negate any proposition put forward in debate. He concludes that the widespread use of anti-logic is evidence that sophists had no real regard for the truth, which must itself, free truth must be free from anti-logic. Hallelujah. That's it. Satan is the supreme sophist. Sophistry, the art of argument, the art of argument. Uh, Julie and I have a friend in Southern California that's a professional debater, really powerful you know, on the side of Christianity. And he has every facet of revelation of critical reasoning and all this stuff and how <coughs> argumentation happens, things like this, and every rebuttal there is to this, that, and the other. And, you know, incredible man, Brian Johnson. I mean, just amazing. He blows people away. But he's a loving man, but I'm just saying he is so sharp with all this stuff. And I mean, there's so many methods of argument. I don't know if you've ever been exposed to that. You ever seen any shows about it? You probably wouldn't have been interested in it. But there's so much. There are so many methods to quote unquote argument 
and discussion and debate. I mean, that some people are just professional. Well, again, all that comes from Satan, really. Because, see, truth is simple. Your minds get corrupted from the simplicity. You've got to let Jesus be Jesus, the end of the story. He's truth. It's called faith. I said it's called faith. Jesus is the truth. What Jesus said is the truth. It's truth that makes you free. If you're bound in any given area, find the truth about that area and apply truth to the bind. And the truth will break the bond. That's been my experience. Why hasn't it happened with Juliet? I don't know. But see, I can't afford to care. Because I'm not going to back off the truth. I've been around too long. I just can't back off the truth. The truth is God's holy word. Jesus took that infirmity. He did. He right had to sit down one day. You know, they told me I was going to be a heroin addict for the rest of my life. They told my sister that I'd spend the rest of my life in the penitentiary. I heard that over and over and over and over and over and over again. He's an animal. Look at the violence in his life. Look at what happened. Look at what he's done in prison. Look what he did. Faith comes by hearing. But nothing, faith, nothing comes stronger as far as faith by hearing is your own voice telling yourself how rotten you are when you condemn yourself. I'm just no good. I'm never going to be free. I will never, I, I can't seem to ever get free. You, you just have to say, you have to, you have to stop that and say, those aren't my thoughts. I'm not Amen. going to let that come out of my mouth. You see, we either function according to what he said to function, or again, we're just playing with this stuff. Even about a new building. Absolutely. God loves us. He knows our need before we ask, doesn't he? Isn't that what it says? And he loves us. Does he love us? Yes. Any of you still doubt that? He still loves us. Sammy, he loves you. Uh, you better know, bless God, I'll spank your daddy. <laughs> but you just... That's why Jesus said, be careful what you hear. And again, the worst thing ever is, like I said, when you just hear it over and over again, you begin to take upon yourself the, the demeanor of that that you heard all this time. You know, Bobby and her incredible testimony. I can only imagine what her own thoughts were about her when she first began to sense the desire to change. You know, she thinks about her what she must have thought about her past and how, I don't know, but I'm just saying the opportunity for guilt and shame must have been huge, you know, to say the least. And any of us who have sadly one of those kind of testimonies, what I mean is when, you know, we didn't know God, we were in violence or drugs or whatever. It makes no difference what level it was. We were all lost. We were just lost as, you know, geese in a hailstorm like they say. So all I wanted to say this morning is that Satan is the supreme sophist. Please, please, please 
How many times does Paul speak in First and Second Timothy about be, avoid vain imaginations, avoid talk, avoid senseless babble? He really talks over and over again about you don't get into these discussions that lead you to reasoning that's contrary to the truth. But do you know the truth? Well, it's right here. This is the truth. Right here. This is the truth of God. We have the Word of God. Isn't that amazing? That's just, we have the Word of God. So, Father, I simply thank you for this morning. I pray, Father, that we did some good. I thank you for the incredible, great worship we had. I really do. I thank you, Father, that you're in our midst, like you said you were. I thank you, Father, that you heard our prayers. And I continue to thank you, Father, for him greater and greater and greater and greater and greater liberty in prayer. For all of our people, we will be a joyful house of prayer, like Femi said about joy. We will be a joyous house of prayer, not a gloomy, dismal, misery-laden, oh my God, what are we going to do people? That's not who we are. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who loved us. Aren't we? That's what it says. I'm going to stick with that. Amen? Amen. Okay, amen. God bless you richly. We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday 